Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. Welcome to session 25, and our chance to review the myriad of activities that happened when last we met. But, first... Let's make sure y'all know that if at first you are not heard in Discord, then try, try, try again. Because there's a good chance I totally missed what you were trying to say, and my brain is getting old. Otherwise, remember to police your own concentration spells, because again, I will not remember to do that either. So then, what happened? The scene starts with Norbit laying on top of Nit. The one-time dead turtle is ready to beat and bash the crap out of her, right? That is what you were going to do, right, Mick? Absolutely. And it deserved the righteous wrath of a paladin of devotion, right? She had no compassion for the slaves, and therefore Norbit's tenant demanded that he protect the weak, which means to do the slaver in, doesn't it? Nit cries. The human female has a surge of strength, and in tears she throws off the weight that means to steal away her breath, but is unable to break free of Volga's entangling vines. A sense of foreboding touches the majority of you, and just prior to its realization, Thorn's attention is caught by the sight of ley lines. Volga sees a beast, and in her words it has three arms, three legs, one eye, and one giant weird mouth. And what did Clicker sense before she sits on the bench beside Ona Ona, also covering her eyes? Well, she never revealed that, so neither will I. A tremor shakes the land, thunder rolls and reality shifts, warps around you, objects blur, afternoon becomes evening and once more, you find yourself standing on the edge of the clearing. Did everything just reset? The entangling vines, the stone, the stone thorn had finangled from Nit, the warhammer Norbert claimed, all gone. But no, you recall everything that had transpired, and there are slight and large changes to the clearing in front of you. Thorn wants to investigate why he is suddenly able to sense ley lines and why he senses them in this clearing, but Clicker, Norbert and Volga prefer to once more converse with the two, two human females, who are once more sitting on the bench outside their tents. You watch as the two women stand up to look at a newly opened nearby gaping hole in the ground. You learn that they have experienced this shifting more than once. Meanwhile, on his own, Thorn discovers a couple of things. One thing being a heart that he recognizes as Fairy Godmother Saffron. The other thing, something about them ley lines and his magic. As Clicker is lowered into the hole, she feels a tugging within her backpack. 
One of the vials has begun to move and is pulling her in the direction that Thorn went. Radiant light erupts from the heart as Saffron claims her human form. She looks as youthful as ever, perhaps more spry, less tired than when you saw her last. Based on your previ previous visit and what you've learned from Grandma Elmtwinkle, and this conversation as well, it is clear that Saffron is not all there. Yes, she is fulfilling her role as a key or as a lock to keep the Starlight Court jailed. Yes, th that is true. And with this in mind, Clicker steers her questions to skirt certain subjects, to leave the fairy in the dark. After Saffron takes flight, it is decided. You enter the forest to find the Nightmare King and make your second delivery. With a lot of confidence, but zero dark vision, Clicker takes point and leads you into the forest. Night sets, and Clicker's confidence is a poor substitute for sight in the dark forest. As a group, you test your will and create a camp and some rather bland food. On waking to the morning sun, you find that you're just outside the Nightmare King's home. How convenient. With gusto and a plume, you announce your arrival and head to open the door. Shall we find out what happens next? So ends my five minute recapitulation. Golf claps, everyone. Mm -hmm. Well, yep. come on now. Let's let me go. hear it. Golf claps. Oh, there. <laughs> Yay. Vindication. Cool. All right, so we're done. It's the end of the uh, session. Just like that. That joke's getting old. Shame on you. You can do better. I'm sure I can. I still haven't <laughs> got into Fanny Scratch yet. You still updating? Well, three, three of four. It's good enough. <laughs> Especially when... No. I will reshare the map, so... And then we'll just wait until... Tua gets Thorn back up. Oh, you keep going. No, no, it's fine. I'll, I'll get there when I get there. Alright. It is early morning, and under the canopy, the forest, the temperature is about 17 degrees Celsius. The massive trees... The massive, tree, the massive guardian tree grows within the center of a grove. Various tree species ring the large tree, forming a circle about it. At the base of the massive tree is a squat-looking door that is open, and Clicker faces a stone statue with a grim look on its blocky, carved face. And I think I sh shared this with you before, uh, Clicker, because you can, you can see this, and I think... Ah, heck, I'll, I'll just share it with all. Um, Volga Again, can I see it because... She she peeked through the window, I think. Uh, maybe not. It doesn't have wings. Um, this was just the picture of the NPC that I morphed in order to create a stone statue. So, something like that, but yeah, no wings. I gotta find a way where you sent it to me. Oh, right. That's I right. I, I see it for some reason. So weird how, how creatures I usually can't see, but maps, no problem. What is yeah, the difference? I, 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 it sounds very much like a, one of them. File type? This is one perhaps? of the reasons why I, I need to go into Unity so that I don't have this bullshit issues anymore. But it's but um, it, probably It would cache. only be file type. Because, yeah, they're exact, exactly the same. They're treated exactly the same in yep. Fancy Grounds. So. Yep. JPEGs. And that's yeah, tied. You just sent me the heart that I saw. He's put it in um, Discord. I, that's the picture of the stone statue minus the wings. 
and the heart. Um, oh right. I, I, I can I can resend the heart picture as well. But yeah, I saw that. That one. But that was clicker only. Oh, you seen that one? I've yeah, I see it in our private chat. That's what I still see. I wasn't able to find the. Yeah, that was. That was the heart picture that you guys thing. seen. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, heart, as in beating heart thing. But it's, it's, it's fine. It's all good. I'm there. I got all the information. Ah, so where we left deer. things? We left things where they opened up the door and it was Thorn's turn. And Thorn um, was the last one... Uh, was the last one approaching, so he's the last one on the leftmost side. I'll take a picture of it too, and I'll put that in Discord so so that you can remember. So we, we couldn't find him on the ground floor, could we? You guys are all right now coming in to the entrance of the tree, so you'd be on the ground floor. Yeah, and we couldn't see the nightmare king on the ground floor. No, the door was closed, and as as Clicker came running up, um. You heard the shifting of sound of grinding stone, and then uh, Clicker got to the door, and the stone statue opened the door. And I think because the vial was pulling upwards that she already mentioned, at least she knew, I don't know if she mentioned, but I think so, I think so that uh, the Nightmare King is on the second or third floor, if there is a third floor. But yeah, the vial was, was clearly pulling upwards. Uh, so, am I the first one on the initiative? Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, combat tracker-wise, yes, that's right. That's where I was getting to. So, you you were the first guy up. But I can just pass and we'll just go to clicker and then just, you can go last type thing. Yeah, okay. Sure, all right. All right, clicker, you're up. So, you looking through the door, you can see one standing in front of you and the second one uh, just behind it, uh, you know, just right on it on its ass coming up. Clicker jumps a little from seeing these creatures and their horrible faces of demonic nature, almost. And she reaches for her for her back and pulls out the, the Gale Javelin. Um, and immediately as she throws it, she shouts... As always, I, I gotta make sure I'm I'm using the right um, the right key for the for the voice changer. Bladderdust! And she throws the thing just in the direction of the first uh, gargle to create a um, what is that gust of wind? Yep. Yeah. Are you? So it's not actually a gargoyle. It's it's a stone statue. It just looks like a gargoyle from the picture. Oh, so they don't even have demonic faces? Yeah. Okay. So just regular, like, Greek stone statues? <laughs> Not like David, but uh, they they still have fiendish uh, continences, but um, there's just no wings. You're jumping, you said you're going to jump back, like, five feet? Nope. She just jumps as in she scares. 
And then she throws the Gale Javelin. Okay. Um, let's see what that does before I decide whether she uh, moves backwards. Because it's it's fully dependent on whether whether this topples the front one over or not. Okay. Uh, I have forgotten everything, guys. It's been three weeks. What do I do? <laughs> Gale Javelin. Range attack. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I target them. So... Yep. Yeah, that is perfect. So you but huck still... the... J Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so she... She, she just jump scares and just throw the throws this thing uh not really intending to hit anything but create this magical effect the swirling vortex to somehow push them back which i think still works right uh yeah oh i really should have created an entry for you okay so what I'd like... You know what? I'm just going to create this entry for you real quick inside inside items. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I don't know why I didn't think of this before. Just so that you can get your... The saving throw? Yeah. Mm -hmm. To make my life easier. Okay, oh, it's a be... 10 feet radius around the line of attack so it would also affect the second one yep so strength and i change it to not that it's fixed it's 12. so do that and if it fails i had to have one more sorry about this guys prone Okay, so there you go. So that should work now. So you can control left click both of them. So first off, you huck your javelin, and with the surprise being there, your your accuracy at trying to hit it is not good. So it, as you jump uh, at, with surprise, the gale javelin passes to the right of both of the uh, stone creatures, and you can do your saving throw bit now. Uh, that is the cast button or the effect button? Oh, there's the two, button, two right? of these. So no, what you do is if you've got both of them targeted, you just need to press the black. Yeah, okay. So yes, if you hover over it, it says cast, save. If yeah. You, if you, okay. Yeah. So even uh. though you say the word and everything like this, these stone statues in front of you, the weight of them, maybe their balance is lower to the ground so that you're unable the gust to push them back the way you had hoped. And so ends that throw. They're, they're made from stone, so... Yeah, and Clicker just, as, as she sees this, turns around and runs away. Okay. Which is a range of 35 feet and i think i'm already seeing the entire map so just yep. imagine one two oh yeah i can't use arrow keys here one two 
three, four. This is good. And you're you're just going still another twenty feet further. So you're twenty feet. I mean, I off could, the map. Right? Uh, nope. Uh, maybe maybe here. There you go. She runs around Thorn and Norbit and and hides behind Norbit as she is. She's kind of at a loss. Like she doesn't even want to pull the rapier or uh, the crossbow because they're just going to shatter on the stone. So okay. For now, she doesn't do anything. All right, Norbit. You watch as Clicker jumps up in surprise, hucks the javelin through the doorway, and then turns quickly and runs around backwards and loops around the bunch of you guys. Am, am I able to go now since I've joined? Oh, yes. Since you've joined, let's let's rotate back to Thorn. Statues moving. What? What a... Um... Are they uh, dangerous, uh, Clicker? Yes. Okay. Um, I'll pull out my bow um, and uh, take a bead on uh, stone satchel number 10 from where I am. Is there any sort of cover from where I am? Was it seems to be a clear shot? Oh, I, from I where... found the, f the first part of your question much more interesting. Is there any sort of color? Oh, cover. Cover. I said cover. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> because if they're if they're in black and white, it means something more important. Yeah. I'm just seeing if, whether I need to adjust my attack modifier before I attack. Uh. Let, let me. Or, or whether I can adjust move like move into a position where it's not going to be an issue. Oh yeah, you would notice from where you are, your shot isn't as clean as it would be as if you uh, took a step to the south. So, yeah, they have okay, slight I'll step cover. To the, the south one... first. Okay, I'll try and get a clean shot. Move to the south, to there first, and then okay. um, take a shot um, at this statue, and he he will. Um, he he holds the bow in such a way that um, when he when he fires, he then sort of um, holds the bow sort of in a horizontal position to try and deflect any sort of attacks that come his way. So he's going to use a defensive flourish. Okay. While while he attacks, well, if it hits. Do I think uh, you're sitting in a in a storm again? Ah, uh, it's my fan. Yep. Oh, is that what that I'll was? I'll turn it off. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a fan. All right, let me attack. Okay. Okay. And your that arrow like smacks into the chest. Yeah, let me see, because this is the first time I've done this. Um, add that on, and then I'll roll damage. So the uh, the bow smacks into it and uh, chips off a bit of the stone, not not as well as he had hoped. Um, and as he's holding the bow in a defensive position, he, he steps back um, to probably uh, let's say just say five feet, I guess, uh, okay. because that's I mean I would be stepping back way back, but there's no room on the map to do so. Yeah. Am I able to step back like you know 
35 feet. If you'd like to, sure. Yeah. Well, can you move 35 feet? Uh, with Blade Flourish, I can. So okay. uh, I've moved five feet, and then I can move another 35 because I get move an extra other. 10 feet of movement when Sick. I um, use the Blade Flourish, which is what funny because I'm using a bow. And... Uh, yeah, exactly. I was exactly <laughs> going to ask, why do, why do you even get extra damage from Blade Flourish on your longbow shot? Because it's a weapon attack. It doesn't specify mm. what kind of weapon. Gotcha. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's designed for... Um, great sword bards. Anyway, um, okay, so yeah, I'll step back uh, 35 feet from where I am as long as I've got an okay shot. So if it starts getting a bit uh, I don't know, is it going to be um, trees and stuff that it's going to start being difficult to take a shot? Yeah, there would be enough trees that you would ha definitely have to make sure to um, move around the trees so what I'll, what I, okay. what I'll, I'll say I'll move, is that... I'll move 15 feet then. Okay. All right, so you move 15 feet back. I'll put you here, and then we'll just remember that you got another 10 feet off map. Yep. Okay. Is that good? And that's... Uh, yes, and that'll be my turn done. And you could have... Uh, you, you did respond to his question, eh, Clicker? Yeah, yeah, I he did. did. Okay. All right. Oh, she did. So Norbert... You had seen that shenanigans happen, and then you watched. Uh, so you seen Clicker come running back, and then you watched as Thorn stepped forward. You haven't seen uh, what's going, what they're shooting at or attacking yet, um, but you heard their words. What are you going to do? I can see them uh, from where you are. I can see the one at the front. If I draw a line, yeah. Let's. Oops, that is definitely not drawing a line. And that is still not moving the line. So from where you are, you would not see that. Uh, you would just see the, the edge of the door. I wouldn't see the first one. No. Well, you take all the fun out of this game. You know that, don't you? That's my goal. <laughs> Hang on. Then in that case, I am going to move forward five feet so I can see it. Okay. And then I'm going to move back 10 feet because I realize what it is. And, you, and okay. you're just in a loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I move forward five feet and I look down at my hand and I see the weapon that was given to you by my companions. A rusty old crappy dagger. <laughs> and I realize instantaneously that this is going to be totally useless against them. But because I'm an incredibly clever turtle. I recognize that I'm carrying Clicker's backpack. I step back 15 feet and upend Clicker's backpack, everything on the ground, looking for a weapon. And when I look down, I see... Cue Clicker, tell me what you've got in your backpack. Anything good there that I could possibly use? Not on this you turn, see... but uh, next turn for sure. Okay. Well, Hang on. Oh, I've upended it. I want to have a, you know... Yep. Before my next turn, I'd like to have an idea of what yep. sort of ridiculous story I can come up with. Yeah, yeah, of course. Anything of any value? And please don't tell me a giant bit of pillow. There are ball bearings. Yeah, great. Ball bearings aren't and... too bad. Because um, you can throw them out in front yeah. of them. Um... I'm, I'm, I'm hurt that he's not using the dagger. <laughs> <laughs> my feelings are really hurt. 
the essence. So what I've got there is I've got a bunch of ball bearings, a used pipe cleaner, a feather pillow, and absolutely nothing of any value whatsoever. Uh, essence of the Nightmare King. Yeah. I've got the essence <laughs> of the Nightmare King. Well, I hope they didn't break when it hit the ground. And a, a potion that looks like <laughs> a healing potion. Rope. <laughs> right, and yeah. that is That's pretty much it. it. I think I think the the most weapon thing you can find in there is are, are torches. Torture. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I empty it. I turn around. I glare at Clicker. Look at the dagger and curse under my breath. <laughs> right. Okay. If you're done. Okay. Volga, you hear all of this and going on. You were just looking through the the window briefly wondering about whether or not you could shape change into a weasel, I think it was. I forget. Or, or no, some kind of a lizard. Gecko. gecko. A gecko. A large gecko. And you were like, yeah, I could squeeze between there, but then you're like, ah, glass. So you started moving around. What are you going to do? Okay. So my friends are throwing arrows and spells and things into the doorway uh can i move here um i am not sure how to show so what you do is just left click ah, and like this yeah here okay yep for sure easily so you move over there mm -hmm. uh and now i see i assume there is an open door right yes. with the two statues behind it um, how tall is the door, and can I see how tall is the ceiling above them? Uh, from where you are, uh, when you ran over there, because now you're under the the branches of a tree that's over your head. But as you had moved, so when you were about here, and when you're running, looking in, you would have seen that the 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 ceiling uh, inside. Um, is remember none of this is stone everything about this is this is a large 500 foot tree everything is wood it's just that couldn't find a, a tower made out of wood oh this is gonna be so bad so the ceiling is 10 feet above uh you can you as you run by you see that the ceiling is 10 feet when you're there and you can see that the door itself is about seven feet high Okay, and how tall are the statues? Uh, they're medium height, so they're they're like six feet tall. Okay, so not much lower than the ceiling, but they are stone. Yes, they are made from stone. Okay, this may be a bad idea. Uh, all right, I would like to cast a flaming sphere between between these two guys. Okay. And I will ram it into the one in the front with the bonus action. Okay, so you are casting it between. So, the sphere appears in unoccupied space of your choice within range. Okay, so you're casting it in front and then ramming it between? 
Okay, uh, how do I do that? I need to cast it on, on one of them. So, first thing, um, are you going to make the sphere appear here? So I'm drawing a circle, like right in front of them, like this? No, I want it to appear like be between them. Uh, but, okay, so the spell says it's a five foot diameter sphere of fire in an unoccupied space of your choice within ah. range. So between them, okay. can't quite be between them. Could it go there? Can I see? Yeah, it here? could definitely go yeah. there. She could she could see that. Oh perfect. Then I'll put it there and then I can ram it to the south. Maybe get both of them. Ah oh, shoot, I accidentally Okay, I'll move I'll put this here. Okay, so you're gonna make it show up there. Okay. You can only attack one, uh, with the actual attack though. Uh, well, I don't know. That's how DM said. I can move it until it rams into a creature. Yeah, into a creature. Okay, then, then uh, you know what? Then I will put it in front of uh, the door and make okay. it and like, push go it into straight. the first one. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the sphere must make a dexterity saving throw. So you push it into that, okay? So it is, for all intents and purposes, it. So your action is to create it. Your bonus action is to push it in, into into it. Yes. So any creature that ends its turn. So you did that and you pushed it in. So it hasn't ended its turn yet. Okay. Yes, but I rammed it into it. So it oh, will right. take. Okay. So there's, there's the trigger and the, the thing that, so there's the trigger that um, rams in and does the attack. But if they stay there, they also take fire damage if they're near it. There's two, yep. two effects. Yeah, I see that now. So. Just control left click the, the 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 guy that you're targeting. Yep. And then you should just um, with the first the first uh, ca the cast save one. You just click that one. That will automatically roll his saving throw or its saving throw. Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure. Too many, so, too many buttons. Ah, yeah. cast it. Yep, that's the one. Okay. <laughs> They're rolling great for their saving throw. So um, you smash the sphere into it, and for some reason the fire doesn't seem to take hold or maybe it's because when you smashed it you aimed a little bit too high and it's not seeming to bite in as well as you would have hoped um that's okay so it does not as much damage okay then you can just I'm done. pass your turn 
Um, so one, th okay, you did do that. Good, 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 good. So in a strange uh, language, the creature in front, you can hear kind of the stones grinding in a pattern. And when it speaks, um, it seems familiar to you, Volga, in that the sense of the words that you heard reminds you of something that you heard fairly recently. Whereas Norbit and Clicker, the words seems like what I said before in our, the last session, the difference between, say, Cantonese and Mandarin. Both of you guys having speaking a certain language that is somewhat familiar. Norbert with your Aquan language and Clicker with your Orin language. There's similarities there, but that's not enough for you to be able to understand what it says. And it quickly moves out of the door and moves to the right here. And it stops and it looks back at its companion through the door. And the companion... Hmm, how should I do that? Sorry. Damn fire made me change up my thinking. Okay, the companion shouts something back to it in the same guttural language. The first one kind of seemed like a little bit like a question. And the second one, uh, when it speaks, it seems more like a statement. And from where you stand, Volga, you see it moving uh, to the right. And it disappears from sight. And this one stands and then it quickly, whoops, sorry. Let me see where it finishes. It goes, that was five, 10. It moves around the side and it disappears from sight from you guys as well. So they're not engaging, they're just running away. You don't know just yet, but your turn, Clicker. They're getting help. She runs to the window. Wait, actually, actually, she she realized with that first sprint. Oh my God, cat, stop! Uh, that she, for some reason, feels a little more energetic and, and agile and moving f and moves faster. So she's gonna run to the doorway and look inside and then decide if she wants to continue running. Okay. Careful, there's fire. Yep. You see a ball of fire standing in your way as you take a, a quick glance, which would be a perception check. It's still there. Mm -hmm. You can see through the flame, just on the other side of your flame, your Gale Javelin sitting on the, on the floor there, sticking into the wooden floor. Give me your perception check. Yeah. So... Even though there's that fire in the way, it creates enough light that with the shadow casting on the floor, you can see that the one uh, there is crouching, and I'll, I'll, sh I'll show it on the map here, is crouching just to the side of the door with its claws out back against the wall crouching. Okay, you seen that? Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. What else are you going to do? 
So that perception check was your action. Clicker is drawing her hand crossbow. And she's going to load one of the plus one bolts. Okay. As she's moving back another five feet. It's crouching behind there. She points at it through the wall. Okay. Born. You're hey, ten, Norbert. ten feet off. What the heck is wrong with that dagger I gave you? <laughs> it's rusty and it's old. Just like you're, you. You're rusty and old. Hand it over. <laughs> I'll walk up to Norbert and, and take the dagger from him. Do you? Yes. Yeah. Down before it's... you walk towards me. Just to remind you, it's made out of wood. I would avoid the, the dagger. Sorry? The dagger's so made out of wood? Did you look down before? Yeah. Um, last session, when you were looking inside your backpack, you had noticed that certain items, the flask for one thing, you had noted that it was no longer a metal flask, but it was a wooden flask that looked very similar. Okay. And, and the dagger is the same. That dagger is the same. Yeah. Is made out of yeah. wood. Yes. I, I would avoid the contents that you just so haphazardly threw on the floor. Good. And would collect the dagger if you if you don't want it. Which obviously you don't. By all means. Which I don't because I'm looking at it going, useless weapon this is. So I'll take the dagger and I'll put, put away my bow. Uh, with any movement left, uh, if I do, I'll sort of start moving towards uh, Volga. And that'll be my turn done. Okay, so you were 10 feet off of of Norbit, so 10 feet comes in, so you had 20 feet left. So to be where you are now would be, I, I, I would say, is another 10 feet to be there, so you still have 10 more feet. Okay, uh, I'll I'll sort of stand in front of Volga uh, to try and protect her if they come towards her. Okay. So I'll be about there. Can I get my dagger back? <laughs> you can put it in the party sheet. Okay. Yes. Yeah, hang on. It's coming. Thank you. Where is it? There it is. Volga. Um, did I see where the statues went? Clicker is pointing at one through the door. Uh, through the wall, sorry. And she's looking back over her shoulder as well, as soon as she has loaded the uh, crossbow. As in something, do something, guys. Um, and she's pointing. Isn't there like a, there we go, pointer. She's pointing there. One second. Uh, but that's, Clicker is pointing on the one that is inside. Yes. Uh, what happened mm. to the one that was outside? Can I see it? From where you were standing? No, you cannot. Did you have more more movement left, Thorn? Well, if I've got an action left, I'll have uh, ready an action to attack anything that comes adjacent. Yeah, you'd be fine. You'd still have an action left, yeah. Because I would say that was a free action to to take 
the the dagger back from from Norbit, and then to put it in your belt, I suppose. So yeah, to ready an action. I'll, I'll be holding the dagger. But I think your movement stops right in front of her because that would have been thirty. Okay. Actually, I mean, I think I that my speed is down by ten because I'm encumbered. So. Oh. All right. So then you'd be. Just put me where. Back there. I would have moved less going backwards as well, but yes. True enough. So where do you want to be then? Remembering I'll, that. I'll, I'll just be adjacent to Volga. Okay. I'll be I'll be like there. All right. Cool. Sorry, Volga. You seen the wand run around the corner, but disappeared from sight when they moved outside of your line of sight. So between the, the trunk and the branches of the tree that's above you and the trunk of this this guardian tree, you can't see the one that went to the other side. And Clicker is, you see Clicker pointing to the left of the door and had heard her whispering. Okay, I can't quite orient myself on the map, but can I move? Uh, I want to spend my action moving around and looking for the one that is outside. Okay. Until I get a line of sight. Okay, so you just, where do you want to, where do you want to go? So you just left-click drag in the direction that you want to go in to take a look. Maybe here, if I understand you right. Okay. Where it went. So you move here, and from there, uh, you you take five feet, walking five feet south, and you still can't see anything there. Can I hear it? Can I hear where it went? It's a big fucking stone statue. That w you you could use a perception check as an action to yeah, attempt yeah. to hear. Yeah. That's, that's what I wanted to do. Yes. Okay. Give me a perception check. <laughs> Brilliant. Nice. You can definitely hear something coming from over here, but you can't. You from where you are, you cannot see. You heard a bit of. A little bit of say you know when stone not not so much stone a soft stone grinding less about like articulating uh, arms in a joint of a stone statue more of like dragging one stone across another stone so you can hear just a little bit of that coming from where the arrow is pointing but you're unable to see that from there you can hear it but you can't see it from that okay. position. Okay, but I have movement. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, so you still got whatever your move. movement is left. You only move five feet. Although you too are also, you are also encumbered. Put that encumbered, encumbered on you. I don't think, oh my goodness, I didn't put that onto your character sheet. Shame on uh, you. Yeah, I, I, I mean it to, ask you about that i don't know why i am encumbered and whether i should be because yes so I this is with with only... the variant rules and the variant rules are um like you can see on your inventory tab at the bottom of your inventory tab it tells you what your 
on the left side in the encumbrance it tells you what your the different rates are for the variant rules and then to the right there's the three boxes 95 is what you carry on yourself another 3.3 is the weight of the coins that you have for a total of 98.3 that's what your current weight that you're carrying is right now Add. Okay, well, I hope I can move 15 feet total. Oh, yeah, for sure you can. So if I put that on, there, that's the reminder. So on your character sheet now, or on the, comp, uh, the combat tracker, you can see there it says speed minus 10. That's just to remind you that you're encumbered. You can readily, as a free action, like drop your backpack or something like this to remove that encumbered condition. No, it's fine. Okay. I want to move. I don't know how to move. You just... No, sorry. You move and then I accept your movement. I was just doing something else in the background. Uh -huh. So yeah, you... Okay. As, as you move, as you get to here, you can see the creature is crouching down and is pressed against the, the wall there. So once you see it, are you going to continue to move? the rest of your movement, or are you going to stop there? Um, yes, I will. I will move five more feet to the okay. somewhat more open space. And as a bonus action, okay. I will move the flaming sphere. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I will move the flaming sphere Sort of between me and the statue, but not not um, directly in the line of sight, just a little bit to the side, so that okay. I can still see it. And I try not to burn anything as I move the flaming sphere. I try to not set anything on fire. So, about there? Yeah, if, if I can still see it, that's, that's fine. You could probably move it uh, if you move it any further south. Like if we put it there, the branches of the trees might be getting pretty close. But here would be fine. Here would be fine. And you would have noticed too, being a druid, as you moved it around, the guardian tree does not look you know, having lit the fire, you notice the garden tree does not look as damaged as you thought it could be. So where would you like to leave it? There or there? Uh, yeah, uh, right now, like it is. Okay. Um, just so you know. But uh, to be clear, I, I tried, I really tried not to burn the garden tree. Yeah, that okay. All right. So you, you make special efforts not to burn a tree. So just so you know, if you right-click on the map, you open the radial menus, and at the top left radial menu is a, an arrow. If you left-click that, it opens the next radial menu, where you can draw squares, circles, and cones. If you left-click the circle, and then on the map, you left-click and drag, you can start creating your own circle. Which you can then move about on the map as you like. Okay. Oh boy, shit, sorry, I closed the map accidentally, of course I did. 
<laughs> there, I, I reshared the map with you. Uh, okay. Thank you. Sorry. Coming out, coming into view, the stone statue quickly gets moves towards you from its crouched position, moving around the sphere to come in front of you and a, all the while you can hear it still talking in that familiar sounding language that you do not understand. And when it gets in front of you, it tries to swipe at you with its claws. And its first swipe hits that rakes across your chest. This is Ivan. I'm also known as Gregory Dog, the Hammer Dog Games Community Manager. And I'm playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Fawn of the Tiefling Bard. Hi, I'm Darium. I'm playing as Vargashelis, the Farvog Druid. I'm Mick, and I play Norbit. And then there is me. I am Dagaba, and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib or at Facebook.com slash Crimson Nib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people, adieu.